Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? <laughs> You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. Did you like that little? Uh, yeah, you flare? were early. You went in early on that. We harmonized. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprised uh, me. Yeah, I'd like to keep you on your toes. It is. Speaking okay. of keeping you on your toes, this is an amazing segue. <laughs> this week we watched Short Circuit. Speaking um, of segues. Yes, there you go. That was my intent for a segue. Yeah. Um, we watched the, what is it, 1986? Yeah. So. Uh, Steve Gutenberg classic with a robot uh, <laughs> Short Circuit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny enough, this movie gives a smoking jacket not to a person, but to something else. Um, oh. Grasshopper? Oh, 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 I know. Wait, Katie? is it Astoria? That's right. Astoria, oh. Oregon. Goonies, this, and... What's the third one? Uh. Hold me like the river joy. Free Willy. Oh, right, yeah. Wait. But isn't that, it's set Frickin in Seattle, but it's filmed in Astoria? Three movies set in Astoria and filmed in Astoria. But Free Willy's set in Seattle. Well, you're right. But Seattle's it's expensive. <laughs> it's filmed in Astoria. Oh, it's filmed in Astoria. I see. Yeah. There's yeah. another famous movie that was filmed in Astoria too, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, shoot. It came up but it's, on the I trivia. think it's our, it's not our first, but it's our weirdest smoking jacket to a Yes, put. totally. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Anything can get a smoking jacket. Yeah, you know? right. So work hard, uh, kids. Yeah. So uh, we'll do sort of a quick intro and backstory by, um, well, it's going to be me unless we get <laughs> someone better and then we'll sort of record over the top of it. So hopefully you're about to not hear me. We're in desperate uh, search of someone better. If you're listening to this right now <laughs> and you think you can do this, phone in. Okay. The podcast comes out tomorrow, you, you guys. Because you, you will be better. Oh, yeah, you will. Hey, hey now, Katie. But they will. I was just yes anding it. Yeah, they, no, they will. They will. <laughs> Take it away, Carl. Short Circuit. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. And boy, honestly, remembering just the bits and pieces that I do remember. I think I think I was at a friend's house when I saw it for the first time. And, you know, typical kids, we probably were up, you know, eating food and drinking soda and watching movies. Um, I think the part I remember most about Short Circuit is the way that they developed the emotional part of Johnny Five. Because it was so cool to see a robot acting like a human and like trying to, you know, figure out more things about the world and life and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, all the all the fun scenarios he put himself in and yeah, I mean, all the mischief he got in, typical, you know, new to the world robot slash kid almost. So, yeah, I loved that uh I loved that movie and I loved Johnny Five. He, uh, I think I probably pretended to be him for a long time after I saw that movie for the first time. I but know that this movie yeah. is, yeah, I've mentioned it and I know a lot of people from our childhood time, they like this movie. 
to get into my level, I'm going to say my level is weird science because oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> because I didn't understand that weird science and short circuit were different movies. And I thought sure. they were the same movie. Now I can understand I'm very mistaken, but I've actually never seen this movie before. Wow. Um, and oof, wow. I have a lot to say about it, but my, my sub level is going to be Steve Gutenberg because I just, he's the best of the three men in a little baby. Oh, and yeah. I just love his mullet so much. Yeah, Talk about hair. I like Steve. Gutenberg. <laughs> I'm so curious that you say that because I, when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, I wonder how Bridget's is going to handle this because it is so like Michael Keaton, Batman hair. It's not, but it's, it's not see through. It's, it's thicker. thicker. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it's not it. puffed out. Um, I think I will make my level and I'll read it again tomorrow. Cause does he say that in this movie when he's flipping through a book like um Encyclopedia? Or is those like input books that like he's been given? Like what I remembered from this movie is him flipping through books and sure. just learning. Um, and so I swore I watched this movie with my friend Johnny M. Um, and I remember Johnny M quoting and I'll read it again tomorrow. Um, but I think I maybe saw the sequel and that I haven't seen this one because I recognized nothing aside from what the robot looks, what Johnny five or, or number five looks like. Is he called Johnny five in the sequel? At the end. At the yeah. end uh-huh. of this one. He calls and is, is Fisher Stevens more in the sequel? He's basically the main person because they I didn't think, bring oh, back yeah. Ali or so, the, yeah, the Goot. right. So oh, I God. and they changed his last name, which is interesting. But I, I think that I've seen the sequel and that I because when they when they introduced like when I saw the casting and it was like like the credits is like Steve Gutenberg. I'm like what and Ali Sheedy. I'm like what. So I that's my level is I've not seen this movie, <laughs> but I thought I did, and I'm familiar with like the robot because I think I've seen the sequel. So I'll give a little bit of my backstory. I know for certain I've seen the sequel in the theater. I've seen this one a ton of times on video cassette on TV. I probably also saw it in the theater. I'm well acquainted with this movie. I haven't seen it in decades, um, but remember loving it, quoting a lot from it. Uh, I was a, a Johnny Five head, as all the fans are called. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll say what my level is and I'll say a poem in lieu of my level. And it is Los Lobos kick your ass. Los Lobos kick your face. Los Lobos kick your butt into outer space because that is from the sequel where (laughs) he joins this gang and that's their like cheer. Um, Wow. Great. And yeah. And I remember saying that a bunch i assume when i was like an eight-year-old um yeah. so like wow. i said i I'm, I'm just more familiar with the the sequel i think wow um yeah and i just remember that distinctly i love that you both have memories of the sequel but not the ridge yeah um and here we are diving into the ridge i know um, so yeah, we, we kick off right away with some robot music, by the way, every time I wrote robot in my notes for this movie, I wrote Robert, um, wow. like my, my fingers couldn't write Robert, a robot. See, I'm even saying it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, you're going to autocorrect. I, my hand autocorrected. It's very strange. 
So I had to bring that up just in the spirit of the robots. But yeah, we get robot music, robot parts, lots of like science, science sciencey things. I also Um, mentioned that it had a good Bibu Bapoop soundtrack. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. And we the movie also starts with just an amazing metaphor that shows you how deep this is gonna be with a tank rolling over some roses. That was yeah. in the running for my bummer. I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little heavy handed there, Yikes. short circuit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then blowing people up, dummies, but still. They're just it dummies. Just- it yeah. came in hot. Let me say that. <laughs> it came in hot in the war. And uh, I was like a little worried about all the lasers and the blowing things up. Um, but then we learned that this is a demonstration for yes. Saint. It's a robot competition. It's a robotics, <laughs> it's a robotics competition. Kind right, of. Yeah. It seems Battle like bots. that. Yeah. And, uh, do you guys remember what Saint stands for? No. No. Okay. Strategically. Artificial intelligence nuclear transport. So they got nukes on those yeah. things? Nukes. A laser and a nuke? Yeah, that's, right. And I think that's why they're so upset. Um, when $11 they, million. Dollars, yeah. I ones. mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll go on. I've got some real questions of like, who are the heroes and who are the villains of this movie? But yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of these people are heroes. <laughs> um, but what's cool about these robots is that they make cocktails. That's yeah. a lot of what they do. They're trained yeah. to make very various cocktails and that like they spend the majority of their time at that robotics competition demonstrating the cocktail making, um, which is interesting. interesting now choice. here's my question. What if there was a crossover between cocktail and short circuit wherein Tom Cruise was the one that goes missing and they're looking for him in this movie and the robot <laughs> moves to Jamaica and falls in love? I would I like it. I think um, both I think cocktail would be improved. I think the movie pot <laughs> cocktail could stand that for sure. Now would you replace the other guy or Tom Cruise with the robot? Uh, just Tom Cruise. Tom I just Cruise. want to replace okay. Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise. Cruise. But totally. Tom Cruise falls in line with the other robots in this one. He's just, yeah. you're just literally replacing <laughs> Tom Cruise with a robot. I think both movies would make more sense. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, we also, and I think we should just get into it right here. We get introduced to the brown face segment of yeah. this uh, this movie, which is Fisher Stevens, Mm -hmm. so a a Jewish guy from Chicago Mm -hmm. that then moves to New York, um, who sort of was signed on to this movie when the role was just a sort of waspy Caucasian dude. Mm -hmm. And then the director sort of changed it and thought, oh, this would be much funnier as a Indian guy. And they just kept him for the role. Well, and there was some interlude there where I don't know if he was going to drop out where they were going to replace him with Bronson Pinchot, who, of course, is another white, white dude. Um, There's something I don't know when that happened, but I also read that, yeah, they originally cast him as white and then they changed the role, but didn't change the actor, which is problematic. Yeah, because I'd read that they brought in Bronson and then they got rid of him, but I didn't find the what the reason I don't know how exactly. Right. yeah, super problematic. And I'm sure I don't know if you guys have like seen the episode of Master and None or like read the articles of Iz- yeah. Aziz and Zari that are basically like him saying like he kind of um, saw him as representation growing right. up and thought it was like like so great that this like Indian yeah. actor and I guess I can't remember the guy's name now, but um, he I think um, uh, 
like people in India thought that he was this famous Bollywood actor who had just starred in a right. Bollywood movie because they did kind of look, I don't know, it kind of looked like one was cosplaying as the other. They kind of looked similar. Um, so yeah. anyway, I think there was a lot of confusion over like who this was and what ethnicity or nationality he was. And wow, it could not be more problematic. And yeah, I just referred to him throughout all of my notes as the problematic assistant. <laughs> I was like, this is bad. And yeah. Fisher Stevens has gone on to sort of apologize for this, saying he definitely wouldn't have done it. He did it in 2015, which is a little late, I would say. And um, to be fair, I think in 20 in 2009, he was not so apologetic, like kind of and, saying, like, I think it was fine yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And the director definitely still thinks it's fine. Really? Um, yeah. Yikes. At least the last thing I, I saw about that, I guess badham or whatever his name is um yeah so it's and i'm sure we'll have a further conversation about this as we sort of debate whether it's for real but i mean yeah it's, this it's there it's, it's such tiring. a weird choice it's such a strange that's what i was saying in my classmate i'm like there's no reason why that person had to be indian like and if oh it, the character like why the character yeah, the character, like it, the only purpose it served was for his malapropisms and. Well, that's the character. Right? It's yeah. so much and of I'm the character. Like, well, you could just have a white guy like mess things up. And that's at least. Yeah, like a super nerdy character. white guy. Yeah, totally. They, they thought this was funny. Uh, well, back then. 1986, I, you're yeah. wrong. No, they completely agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. So we were at this party and they, they're, well, they're like having this robotics competition slash party. And then they, they think it's going to storm. So all of a sudden they move the party indoors, which, which by the way, is no small feat to move a party. <laughs> I know. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Um, and you know, there, there's the thunderstorm and we also get to meet Newton Crosby, by the way, just, can we just talk about the names Newton Crosby and what yeah. is what is um, Fisher Stevens' name? Ben. Oh, Ben. Chib well, I thought Fisher Stevens was that character's name. Yeah, right. So I was like Fisher Stevens and Newton Crosby. Like, who are these old timey? Like, I know. But Ben Jabutaya. Yeah, Jabutuya. Jabutuya. Also, and then they change it in the sequel, right? Yeah. Oh my they God, do. his name is Jabutuya. Like, I, mean, I don't know how to pun? pronounce it. Okay. Maybe. I don't know uh, how to pronounce it. Jubataya, okay. Jabatuya. I don't know. My okay. guess is knowing this movie, it's a pun. Yeah, um, totally. Also, Fisher Stevens' real name is Stephen Fisher. What? What? Why did he switch it and make everybody confused for the past three decades? I don't how know. dare Fisher, you, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens sounds like a cool name. It does. Um, it does. I mean, I could change my name to like, you know... All Did I could think of is Cougar Mellencamp. I don't know. I wouldn't do <laughs> let's, it. <laughs> let's, let's talk Cougar Mellencamp. Let's talk about Newton Crosby because he's obviously very smart, right? He's like Mensa smart. He's like smart, smart, smart. And then he says, well, I was building this robot as a marital aid. And then I oh, just got like, says? and then I got really hung up on what that means. And then every time number five was on stage with Ali Sheedy. I was just like, this is a sex toy. Yeah. What is going on? Um, I have so many thoughts about all of Addie, Ali Sheedy in this movie. I can't even it's begin to yeah. tell you how I'm I feel about her. to talk about it. And how much she screamed and yelled and yeah. just couldn't get her shit together for anything. Um, but 
Yeah. So like, what is this man doing? Like, what is, if maybe that's a joke about the marital aid thing, but let's dive into it because what does the robot do in terms of supporting one's sex life? Is it a, is it a vibrator? Is it a- Wait, no, I think, but I think it was a joke. Like okay. if, if it wasn't a yeah, joke, what would the robot do? That's kind of what I was wondering. What I think is we've the joke? seen every like- Johnny five can do anything. So okay. yeah, I assume he meant that he it was a stand in for a person. I see. He, he picks up a wrench with his eyebrows. That's true. Later oh my on, God. he can do <laughs> a lot of questions anything. About that too. Okay, that's know? true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so the robot uh, gets, like you said, Philip earlier, gets struck by lightning and electrocuted through a generator. It's a real powder moment. If anybody's very yeah <laughs> powder, I've seen that. Shout out to powder. Which I will say that the directors and writers tried to think of something else to do put here and they just couldn't think of anything else. And so they were like, fuck it. We'll just use a lightning bolt to huh. make this it's happen. It's as good as, I don't know what else yeah. you would do I, that I would be better. I agree with that decision. because maybe, like, maybe water. The <laughs> cover of this movie makes it look like he's camping in Joshua Tree when he gets struck by lightning. But he he's- gets struck, huh? He's not, but in the end, when they're in Oregon, he they are they look like they're camping. Yeah, I mean, tree. they. I know. I'm like, where is this in Oregon? But yeah, like, but like, so I was prone. I, I like thought that that's what was going to happen. He was going to go on a camping trip and get struck by lightning. I'm like, wait, he gets struck by lightning like near the dumpster. Like what? Like <laughs> loading dock. Yeah, it's weird. Dangerous spot for lightning. Yeah, I guess so. Makes sense. So the robot gets put on a truck. And driven away to the trash. Looks like he's going to a trash thing. Now, how did he get off the truck? I missed this part. <laughs> he he just drove off. He he goes through banisters yeah. and railings like no other. Okay. He either like saw a cow and was like, oh wow, a cow, or like they took a hard turn and he just rolled through. Yeah. It's I had a hard time. Like just like sometimes with movies, I have a hard time with the scale of like CGI. Like with this movie, I had a hard time with like how fast number five yeah. can go like sometimes yeah. it looks like he's like like <laughs> at a like a scooter that you would ride around like a grocery store and sometimes it feels like a motorcycle <laughs> yeah at, at yeah. one point ali sheedy says that he can go 30 miles per hour mm. although she shouldn't have any information about <laughs> this it. you know she doesn't know what she's talking about. she's not a robot That's uh, and she's so an animal he, lover so the robot Look ends up on a farm where he well he he sees a butterfly so we're kind of like learning i guess that he has like thoughts and feelings more right and he needs input yeah he definitely definitely needs input and a dog eats off of him which i kind of like that scene uh where like there's like food and trash tucked into his bits and a dog is eating (laughs) his bits jesus yeah um and then back at the the lab or whatever everybody's freaking the freak out um <laughs> although uh, what is it austin pendleton the lawyer from pendleton yeah weren't you like whoa yeah howard who's the lawyer from my cousin Vinny? and was he the boss in home for the holidays or he, something he was, right he's he in something, something we've, we've done watched. yeah I got to relook that. I oh. really like him. He's like, oh, he's, he's the one he's that amazing. hits on the one that hits on Holly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that's who that is. 
I gotta rewatch but yeah, it. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing in this. I mean, yeah, everyone's yeah. panicking and he just shouts out like, just stay calm. Oh my God, I love that. That's in the movie from Remember too. So just stay calm. Like he's amazing. And the person that he does that to isn't panicking, which is amazing. He, to me, because you hear a lot of him just talking on the phone, he sounds so much like Jim Parsons from um the yeah. big bang theory he has they have like the same voice it's like that southern like genteel like clear yeah, voice i can see that cool. yeah I can see that. we also are introduced to one of the worst names on the planet which is general scroter which just be scrotum <laughs> yeah. extended gw yeah. bailey who i recognize from police academy yeah. and mannequin. yeah mm-hmm. and mannequin. i guess from the Mash, movie we can't right? watch i know oh right I was like, oh, I should have picked that, but we yeah. can't. We, I've tried. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah, um, and he's angry. There's, you know, I'm. I think we'll get into it, but I was unhappily surprised at how violent this movie was. Like, yeah, just how many weapons there are and how <laughs> willy nilly people are using them just and firing at civilians, firing at civilians, firing at robots, firing at everyone. Like, it's just too Great. much. For me. I mean, the plan to get these robots back is just to take six shooters and shoot the metal but like here's a question about scrotum and this whole plot it's just it's interesting we'll talk about it later like it's a trope but they kind of subvert the trope a little bit of like who's the bad guys and who are the good guys like if a nuclear warhead goes missing and like it i mean it does seem like this thing could just kill anything like the bad guys which is kind of a little bit of howard and the general like I, we're set up to think they're bad from the beginning because Steve Gutenberg and Ben want to like get this thing back, but absolutely terminate this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like this thing is only a risk and the only thing you're losing is money. I mean, later there's this plot of like, he can love, but like at this point, I just don't understand why we would be He's rooting against- He's alive, Katie. He's alive. But we don't even really even know that yet. I guess we kind of do. We're not in love with Johnny Five yet. So it's just like. I'm I, not, but you know who is? <laughs> Allie Sheedy. Uh, she, she is. Also, if he's alive, you know, that could easily turn into freaking Skynet and Terminator yeah, movies, absolutely. which it probably does. You know, it's, actually, I was wondering, was this before or after the Terminator one? Uh, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure. I was thinking about. Terminator's 84, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting little twist on it then. So Johnny Five, well, he's called Johnny. He's just called Robot, actually. Number five. Number five. He, um, you know, this like security truck runs into him where he runs into a security truck and they don't know he's there. And it's like a whole (laughs) thing. And then they knock him off of a bridge. Um, And he has a parachute. He has a parachute. he, He jumps. He ramps over it, which they, I think, dropped three of the robots they had built over that bridge to get that shot. Wow. So three in the, what is it? The Willamette oh. River. Oh, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Pollution. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless they became like, you know, under the Hudson River coral reefs for mermaids. Hanging out Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Um, so he he says we, because he knows to say that when you fall off of something. We. We. I do think that that, I mean, I, I'm with you. And then I wrote down like parachute, come on. But then like 
they do talk about how they're designed to be parachuted behind sure. enemy lines. Sure. And him saying we, I think, is supposed to signal to us like this robot experiences joy. Like there is something going on with this. Would be fun. There's some there's totally. something about I mean, I I always am appreciative of like the 70s and 80s and even before that, the idea of what the future was, the Jetsons. I yeah. I really always have enjoyed that. I love this ride. I went on at Disney World when I was like in elementary school that was like the future. With Figment? Oh, yes, I, with Figment. And you're like, oh my doll. God, the Me future. <sighs> but there's all this like conversation right now about electronic police surveillance and do- police like robotic dogs and things like that and the equity of it and it's this hit a little close to home on that like it's a it's it's very timely yet like from 40 years ago so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting god 40 years ago well close i mean uh 35 yeah you're right years ago Oof. wow so johnny lands on a food truck as you do before it's time I before mean, it's I'm, time i'm sure it was supposed to be like the crunchiest thing oh, on the stephanie, planet stephanie's sweets stephanie's treats this just in stephanie sweets is a lesbian um <laughs> she <laughs> lives in oregon yeah like get the news 18 ready. Like, cats she's 18 cats she takes she takes in yeah 18 cats undesirable animals she has rainbows all over her house yeah, like, she wears rainbows. It, yeah, she wears rainbows. I mean, like you couldn't. It's almost offensive how much she is being portrayed as a lesbian. Yeah, and so I thought maybe like she and Steve Gutenberg would like fall deeper and heavier in love. I think at yeah. the end there's a little more just like platonic friend, but maybe that's why she's like maybe she's she's curious or she's figuring it out, and that's why the robot is safe. It's like, <laughs> they're both safe she grew up at a different time yeah steve gutenberg's like kind of really safe he almost is a lesbian too do you know what i mean (laughs) yes like absolutely the robot is safe sorry i thought you meant that the robot was safe from like the prowling of ali sheedy and like no 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 no. i get it he's like safe yeah it's safe yeah he's a safe space because he's androgynous to trust test out on yeah yeah. maybe so yeah for sure (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean I don't want to give away my Hummer about this, but like this house with all the pets is too much for me. I like couldn't handle like just the animals everywhere. And there's like a ferret and a skunk like playing. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't know if it's like, there's probably poop all over her house. You guys like, let's be honest about what's happening there. It smells like y'all knew you grew up with friends who's, who had a lot of animals. Like, you know, you'd be like, that's the animal house. (laughs) Like, but you loved it because it was fun. But then you were like, mm, there's a lot of poop and pee here. Um, but the robot is inside the food truck and and Ali Sheedy comes out and she thinks it's an alien. And a lot Holy of like sort of that. E.T.-esque sort of shots here with like yeah. smoke machines and yeah. lights going on. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, she sticks to this sort of alien theory for a long time. After she should be like, oh, you're a robot. <laughs> and I, mean, I they, know. They sort of play it away with like, oh, is there like a little man in there? Or is this you? Right, right. But she should have known it's a robot. Which, yes, definitely. I mean, it's a it's a helpful plot device, I suppose, because she is explaining to him like he's a newcomer. And otherwise, if it's a robot, I don't know if you spend that much time 
like you know and they've already portrayed her as super out there but, she's yeah. I mean, very trusting and very naive. And I just, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this character or how they wrote her. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just like, what a waste of a of an actress to play this part. It seems miscast. Yes. And simultaneously, like, it's a terrible role. So I don't know who you would cast. But not right. Ellie Sheedy. Right. Especially after like the Breakfast Club and other things where you see her like like Saint Elmo's fire. Yeah. Um, but the robot comes inside and this is yes, he's he can't stop saying that he needs input because he needs input. Um, <laughs> it started to become funny for me. I don't know. It uh... input, input. Need input. So Need she starts input. to like Stephanie. Stephanie, give, give me more input. <laughs> That's the wizard. That's the wizard from Waterworld. Oh my god. That's exactly right. There is something special about like if right now the robot would be like, go on Google. And like the fact that like we had encyclopedias, it was like a thing. Me too. Right. You would go and be like, totally Ardvark. Or like, I want to look up something weird or like whatever it is. So did you guys read the note about like the that they use simple like magic tricks to do a lot of the things the robot did? Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Like a wind machine for the book turning fast. I thought that was really cool. And then like, like when that. he's lifting the, the refrigerator, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't he read about a dryer, that. Trick. A washer over the, his head. And he pulls the cloth out from underneath the Oh, right, yeah. The fanciest porcelain set that she just leaves laying about. What was that <laughs> trick? How did they do oh my god? My China. Like okay. little fake robot arms is how they did that one. Yeah, but I think that's a real magic trick, right? Where you can Oh do no, that. yeah, they did it like practically. Oh, they really did uh, it. Yeah. Oh, like a magic like a magician. I don't know how to do that, but a, ma- a magician can you pull down uh real if fast. It, this yeah, is the way if you, you do, do it. it fast enough. So if you're listening to this and you want to try that with your fancy porcelain set, <laughs> yeah. please do send us a video. Yeah. Yep. Make but sure it has... it's the, the porcelain that's the out porcelain, not like the stuff you keep yeah, yeah, yeah. in a cabinet. Just the yeah. porcelain you have it on sitting on your table. <laughs> the one that you're fine having ferrets pee in day in and day out. If you haven't noticed, Stephanie is a weird lady. <laughs> she has ferrets pee. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about ferrets? Mm, I mean, it creeps me out. I don't want to hang out near them. Yeah, I can't handle ferrets at all, and I love all my, animals. My um, ex-boyfriend. Speaking of <laughs> me and Johnny, <laughs> um, in um, but he's like my first boyfriend. Get this, my yeah. first boyfriend from that spanned fifth to sixth grade. We were together wow. for a year. Long yeah. term. It yeah. was long term. It was like one of the longest relationships. Yeah. So he um he had a ferret and oh, I just God. remember it. I mean, his family did. Like, I don't know. I wasn't around this ferret much, but I remember it like biting his neck. Oh. And I just think of ferrets. So I've always kind of thought of ferrets as like vampires because he had this like uh tooth mark on his <laughs> neck that came from a ferret. And yeah, it I don't know. The sun. Yeah. Yes. I always just think of the scene from Big Lebowski where they throw the ferret into his bathtub and it just you would just imagine all the bad things that, that are going on in yeah. Lebowski's lap. They're like the dachshunds of guinea pigs. They're just too, <laughs> they're too long. Okay. And even guinea pigs is like a little much. While we're sharing ferret stories, this girl that was in my gym class my freshman year of high school told you've me. 
told this story on this oh, podcast, I, I but did? I want you to tell it again. Yeah. I can't. I'm so sorry. No, I you need like to tell I it again. Amnesia on this podcast. No, you're fine. I'll keep it short. One time she told me that her ferret died and she put it in a plastic bag in her freezer. Okay. And then all I ever think about is like folded frozen ferrets <laughs> sitting in a folded freezer. Folded frozen <laughs> ferrets is something to do backstage. Folded <laughs> frozen ferrets. Folded fer- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, we're repeating stories. I mean... We've been together for too long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back, back in Johnny five is the robot is watching the three stooges. Um, oh, yes. And there's like a flip back and forth between like Newton and Fisher Stevens who are like trying to figure out what's going on. And I guess that's what I wrote. I don't know. And then yeah, Johnny. It, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, mostly this, story, which I didn't remember is just about Ali Sheedy and <sighs> number five hanging. Just long time. Doing a hanging. long hang, you know. And then yeah. they like re- they recounted in the credits. They just slow rolled <laughs> all of their hangs. And I was but like, what are you less, doing? Less hangs we didn't even get to see. <laughs> I know. That was a, uh, like who was that whole scene in the cement mixer it was like a junkyard cement mixer i'm like i didn't see that scene it felt like too many cooks there's a murder coming (laughs) it was too many cooks too many cooks too many cooks oh god God. we should i i need to watch that every once in a while i just have to watch that yeah i I did like a month month ago yeah exactly so Johnny learns to, uh, I'm just calling him Johnny. I'm sorry. I know he's yeah, not Johnny yet, but he learns to impersonate commercials. And then we see, we understand that he can see animals in the clouds. Very sophisticated. Yeah. He goes outside. Um, and uh, Beasley, what is this? Beasley jumps on robot and falls in the chicken coop. What does this mean? I don't even know what that line means. Oh, the, the dog barks. Oh, the dog. Okay. In, I couldn't figure out, was it a three-legged dog or does it always just have one paw up? Um, it's a lesbian's dog is what it is. <laughs> Either one would fit though. Yeah, you know? But this point. is, this is when the robot starts to make a move because he's like, beautiful Stephanie. And he's like, it's like, dude, what are you, what is your goal here? Like, he's like the- Do you want to get with her? Like the I think so. Congo. Amy love Peter. <laughs> Congo, beautiful. Amy. Beautiful Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie input. <laughs> Number five love me. Stephanie input. Jungle Tim Curry. <laughs> Still doing sign language though, even though it does, you know. Totally. Jesus. Me input into Stephanie. Input <laughs> Stephanie. Input yeah, Stephanie. It's, I guess the flirtation is supposed to seem benign because he's awful. a robot. <laughs> but it's not. Like, there's no. a lot of, like, intensity to it. And it's um, very intense and it makes me very uncomfortable. And why is she reciprocating? She's so into it and she's like blushing and shy freaking bathtub i i will get to that scene tell yeah. oh yeah she has to hide i'm like it would not occur to me to hide from a blender <laughs> what are you doing putting because on a bathtub? he's been making moves for her and i'm sure he would do like a, a wooga sound which <laughs> <laughs> that's true he's not subtle but, which <sighs> i forgot if we skipped over it but uh johnny five jumps on a grasshopper oh, and connects yeah. connects about like death and how dis- disassemble disassemble reassemble stephanie yeah. <laughs> and so yeah he he learns about life and death and then realizes that the scientists are trying to kill him 
and gives him some sort of urgency to not get get got in between that though stephanie goes to her outdoor phone book holding center and finds in the yellow pages the call center for the military robot making facility and calls them and is like uh you need to like have your robot you guys are the devil but you got to get your robot and give me a reward and give me a reward and then Johnny gets like upset and runs to the truck, but then Stephanie runs in slow motion. It's like, she's like, she's like, Johnny, no. And she, she barely is moving. I don't, the scene, I didn't understand what was happening, like where she was going and why she was moving so slowly to her food truck. And then she jumps in the back, right? Uh, he's, no? This is I mean, where he steals it and he causes mass damage. Yeah. Well, she jumps on the back of it and then climbs oh, yeah. up to the front. And like, that's bananas. Like, I'm not going to jump on the back of a food truck being dri- driven by a robot. <laughs> like, there's that's way why you're worse... not in short circuit, Katie. Yeah. You know? There's <laughs> way worse things than losing your food truck, which it gets destroyed anyway along the ride. Like, she's she just totally destroys it. She's the worst. And, uh, He's like, no, disassemble number five uh, over nope. and over again. And then he says number five is alive. Yeah, that's right. Which became a real iconic line, I think, right? Like, So then Fisher- And also, wait, uh, oh, yeah. it, and I forgot to get the German translation, but the oh, yeah. English translation of the German title is number five is alive. That makes sense. Did you guys and ever drink was- five alive? That sounds really. Is familiar. that why I know that? So what? Maybe is that what? Yeah. And there, there's actually. Oh my gosh! In tennis, we used to have a drill called Five Alive. Wow, weird. Five Alive was like a juice. It was like Juicy Juice, Five Alive, Capri Sun, Ecto Cooler. Mm. Oh. They all hung in the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was reading that like there's a there's a shift in his aliveness as like he says number five is alive, and then later in the movie he starts speaking in first person. He's like, "I'm alive." Oh, big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Five alive is a citrus drink, by the way. In case you're Mm. like, um, this is it's very. Oh, you probably can't see it. Anyway, five Mm -hmm. alive. Um. So this they come up they come upon right this is where they come upon newton and yeah mm-hmm. and fisher calls somebody a bull dyke and you're like what what oh i missed that <laughs> yeah me oh, too for sure <laughs> i don't know what? If called, it just or he says it i wrote that down in my notes um did you have subtitles on it? you heard it i heard him say it and i question i even question i swear to god that he said that to ali sheedy yeah, I think I, mean, he, I don't know if he calls her that. I don't. Well, I don't. But either way, I was like, "What? What? what? Like, whoa! I missed yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I missed it too. That's, it was really weird. I, also, not completely surprised, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the crazy. I, mean, I think I wonder if part of the choice, if part of the director's thought of making this man like a foreigner, at least, or from India with accent, is to like somehow make him like less like give him less power and so anything that comes out of his mouth is not you know what i mean like like you can't as an audience you can't take offense to anything it doesn't work i took offense to all of it well yeah you should i mean everybody I, should but i don't I, know what the, I, it was that part of the strategy there is like this 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 character is so low status i don't get it i think it was just that foreigners are funny Ugh, and i'm yeah. gonna i think that's all that the director was thinking yeah, maybe so. Um, and I think, let's see. 
So we have uh, the Gutenberg, you know, saying his line about, you know, it doesn't love, it doesn't think, it just runs programs, which, which is true. a couple times. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you, I found the quote. Yeah. The oh. Qu- uh, the line is, did you say, did you say the robot drove the truck? She says, yeah, that's right, Chum. That's exactly what I'm saying. And he says, oh, Bull Dyke, you cannot hold your water with that story, girl. Hey, I was there. Okay. You sure you weren't doing any steering or anything like that? Uh, Ben says that, right? Yeah, I think I did. I remember hearing you can't hold your water with that story. Yeah. But I did did not hear the bull dyke. Yeah. But it would make sense for him to say like, oh, bullshit. Right. Wouldn't it? Oh, so is it like, is he mispronouncing bull or he's like misusing no i don't know yeah i don't know why he would say that one (laughs) is a lot more offensive than the other i don't know if he's calling her that versus like he thinks he's saying the word bullshit yeah Yeah, just saying like a but they they also say like shit several times in this movie so i don't know why they would pull their punch there who i don't know i think for kids it's it's yes yes and there's so much violence so much like sexuality between a robot and a woman and (laughs) language a a robot might love a woman monsignor but where would they live so but what was the word that you used uh rigid that basically means like using a phrase wrong malapropism mal malapropism malapropism I mean, like, is that that's I assume like using bullshit is not to cut the if he didn't mean to say, if he meant to say bullshit and he said bull instead, perhaps. But it felt it doesn't very, make any sense. It just didn't make any sense. Yikes. Yeah. But that's what I mean is like out of that character's mouth comes like really offensive stuff a lot. Yeah. And I think the way he's written is supposed to be kind of like low like status. So we're not supposed yeah. to care, but it's frustrating. Yeah. So to go back in the, the crazy military police whatever they come and they just start shooting like crazy and number five shoots back and then newton shuts off number five yeah, yeah. at what point at some point like steve gutenberg tells ali sheedy she has amnesia right like oh you like um she's like no he's alive like i saw it and he's like no you you have amnesia or something like that and I only say that because Ali Sheedy starred in a film called Amnesia <laughs> that was sent to me when I was in the Peace Corps. And if you know anything about the Peace Corps during DVD days, you watched every single thing, every sure. single. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah the front, the back, like the director's commentary, blueprint, right. all of that stuff. This movie is the only movie that was sent to me that I didn't even finish. Like, mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even watching this. I put it on for a minute and I'm like. I can't handle this. So. so we shouldn't put that on the podcast. Maybe we should. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of that, um, this yesterday, we got the news that Charles Grodin. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a, a podcast fave. And I was looking at, I mean, they didn't mention the movies from the podcast that we've seen him in and his like yeah. and stuff. But I was, um, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of movies he's been in, yeah. like from the 80s and 90s that I've never seen. And I'm like, well, we could just do a whole series. Oh my of- gosh. We could change the this podcast year to be like, of Groden. Is yeah. it for real, comma, Charles Groden? <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah. Okay, so in the van, number five turns himself back on. I think this is, Philip, your, your part you were talking about earlier where he is, uses his eyebrows to use the screwdriver. Here's my question about this part. So he powers him off. So how is he using anything? I don't understand. The eyebrows That's what are I, that connected was my question. to the main power system. Have you never worked with a military <laughs> robot? 
Gee. <laughs> that was I my no question. <laughs> but my is question. it? Like, I don't know. It's, it's just a complete plot device. I, it doesn't make any sense. You know what it sounds no like sense. to me? Classic MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't get it. Like, I thought I missed What something. a MacGuffin is? We know. Hey, well, we that know. is true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number five steals the van and he drives away. Oh, wait. He steals a gun. And uh, I wrote... Colt 45 semi-automatic Play-Doh. Oh, he he bends the gun? Bre- breaks it in half. Oh, he's a very yeah, he strong just robot. It. Yeah. 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 Um, and he takes off his tracking device and then he hears his favorite song ever by El DeBarge, who's Johnny. <laughs> who's Johnny? Who's Johnny? I had no idea that song had anything to do with this movie. I know that song and I didn't know it had anything to do with this movie. Was it created for this movie? Yes. It's the, it's called Who's Johnny? The Number shorts. five. No, short it's circuit. called like Who's it's Johnny? Parentheses. <laughs> short circuit theme song or something like that. But like I would even. Wait, is, was it created for this movie? Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But... For this podcast, didn't I ask you guys if like that was a real song? You're like, yeah. You're both like. I danced to it at my homecoming. It's a real know. song, but DeBarge sings one of my favorite songs ever, which is Rhythm of the Night. Oh, yeah. Totally. To the beat of the rhythm of the night. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Until the morning light. Oh, so good. Um, which is written for Short Circuit 2. Which is also written for Short Circuit 2, <laughs> in parentheses, Short Circuit 3. Um, and I again, I missed this part, but how did the GPS and tracking device end up in the older couple's car? Uh, he threw it in there. Yeah, he just chunked it in. Oh. Which, it was like a truck, right? Yeah. Yep. Pick up did you truck. guys notice that like the kettle corn logo is the exact same? Like kettle, what? Uh, kettle chips today. <laughs> oh, kettle today. chips. Yes, my couch mate was like, kettle, kettle chips. chips. I'm like, whoa it's like the same logo i don't know yeah. if it's like they're doing a flashback now if it cha- if it didn't hasn't changed in 40 years or i don't know it's pretty cool yeah i did notice that the kettle chips logo was the same but not the kettle corn logo sorry yes <laughs> kettle chips Who's and then of course these little farmers are uh smoking grass because they're from oregon and of course oh i didn't notice that it's very cute yeah she's- like she says, I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. Oh, when nice. When they get pulled over. Because they're weed smokers. Yeah. Um, have we gotten to the part where someone asks Ali Sheedy if uh, number five molested her? And he's like, or she's like, no, it's not that kind of robot. Well, no. Or who's, did I get who said that wrong? This is the scene. The next thing I have is Ali Sheedy draws a bath and yeah. a news reporter comes to her door. Oh, that's yeah. And then number five busts in and he talks about Stephanie's software in the bathtub. <laughs> nice the- software. Ugh. And he says, you're a different color. What does that mean? Because she's like red. No clothes. No, because she has no clothes on. Oh. And he's <gasps> I was like literally dress. looking at her skin. I was like, I guess she's flushed. What does she what does he mean? I get it now. He's just into her body. Uh, I, this is my note here was, oh my God, poor Ali Sheedy. She's trapped in her own mind. I just, I feel so bad for her in this movie. I just think this is a terrible character. And she's yeah. just so, 
if they had played it where she was just youthful and loving and exuberant, maybe I think that's what the intent was. I see what but you're it saying. Just yeah. Did not come across that way. She just seemed trapped in her own existence. And was like, a robot came. Oh boy, I'm in love. I don't know. Let me draw a bath in my kitchen bathtub. I feel like, (laughs) but I feel like that's partly why it's miscast is that like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't occur to me to cast Ali Sheedy as like this young, naive, bubbly, like, they needed like, a Drew Barrymore type, which yeah. Drew Barrymore would have been like a baby. Yeah. yeah. So that would have made more sense. That friendship would have made a lot more sense <laughs> between Drew Barrymore as well, is. I still feel the robot would have made put on the moves and that just, yeah. No. Maybe. Yeah. No. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten it. It is interesting to think he, like, so speaking not. of Drew, Drew Barrymore and E.T., I was thinking about how the 80s, which E.T. was what, like 84 maybe? Um, sounds right where like two years before so it's like E.T. and Alf and Harry and the Hendersons and Mac and me and like it's all of E.T. is 1982 oh interesting so like it's all of these movies that is just about like these like personified like you know non-humans that then have to adapt into the world and they fall in love with a family who's trying to protect them from the EPA (laughs) Yeah. Usually, it's just mm-hmm. such an interesting trope that the '80s just like loved. Yeah, um, totally. So then we get this like shout out to the director's other movie, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As uh, number five which, is dancing to Saturday Night Fever, which no wonder they could get the rights so easy, right? Like, because I was like, why are they watching? They're watching. Are we going to watch a full, like, the full Saturday Night Fever? Um, yeah, it's in the He's director's like, cut. Yeah, no kidding. My other movie, Saturday Night Fever, in this movie. Go yeah. out and watch it. Poor Ali Sheedy just wants to go to bed, but now she's dancing. Yeah, and he's great at it. He's great at it. That's what she's this, saying. This You're robot so is amazing. This. So in this scene, are did they use any CGI or something? Like, what was going on with... There, there's like one or two scenes where I think they do use sort of CGI or some sort of stop motion. But Something's I think for the, most, for the most part, it is all just robots. And I guess I'll take this opportunity to ask um, our good friend of the pod, AJM. It's kind of a weird way to say that. Um, but AJM's question, which is, um, did we do we think that the robot, do we think number five holds up? Is number five for real? Or like, do we think that CGI could have improved um, number five? I enjoyed number five for what he was in the respect of like what I was describing as like the seventies and eighties version of the future. Although Mm. it was very sophisticated. I mean, they could make cocktails and like squeeze lemons and limes better than I can. So I I was pretty sophisticated. I thought. I say a hundred percent holds up like Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. seeing all the shitty movies that they do with CGI. It would, it would have looked like hot garbage. Whereas this was all practical effects other than like the one or two times where they had to like speed something up um, or that one like sort of CGI-ish scene, the effects looked great. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I guess why I asked it now where I feel like when they tried to do something artificial is when I was like, this is boring. Like I do not need to see like they, it's clear that the director thought that whatever that technology was, like we needed to see a full dance scene of that technology. And like in today you're like, 
why is the scene even here? Yeah. Um, so I, I agree. I think, I think it like, it looks real because it, it yeah. is, it's a puppet or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And it is cool to re like to research, like what, you know, what went into thinking through like the, the eyebrows that are basically Dwayne Wayne glasses from a different <laughs> world <laughs> um, and all of that stuff of like, cause I think there is like some computer scientists who was like, this would not be what a robot looks like. A robot doesn't need eyes or eyebrows. And they're like, no, it's like for the camera lenses to shade it or whatever. So it's kind of cool. Dwayne and- Wayne and Whitley Gilbert's love is one of my favorite television Absolutely. romances to date 100 percent yeah if ever a man to love a woman the way that Dwayne Wayne did loved Whitney Gilbert this is a hot take but Whitley Gilbert is very much Muffy um, the Mouse <laughs> no she just reminds me a lot of my grandmother my father's mother very oh similar. yeah i always thought she reminded vibe. me of muffy the mouse from today's special our other favorite show that we talked aka about. baltimore's <laughs> ex-mayor <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> that's right oh oh my god okay so the next morning oh philip are you gonna say something? <laughs> no no i was gonna get us back to it <laughs> okay so johnny the next morning number five is making ali sheedy like post evening breakfast because they've yeah. done it. Because they doinked. They definitely they doinked. doinked. And so he's like, you know, there's supposed to be this like, it's funny, I guess. He doesn't, he's like, mix thoroughly. And then he he's makes a very it. literal cook. He's a very yeah. little, he doesn't, he's making a big mess. And then the scariest thing happens, which Ugh. is that I hate this scene so much. Uh, yeah. Her ex, guy, Frank. Frank, I don't, I don't even know why this had scene had to be here. Who had like seen her talking on TV or whatever, comes over to her house with a shotgun. Yeah. He goes all sleeping with the enemy, you know, and just yeah. Was he he's, the, he's the worst. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, terrifying. And, and then and then there's a slur and a like a Native American kind of slur that happens um and then right like and then she kind of becomes this like smart hostage where she's like explain to him exactly what you're gonna do which reminds me of a 90210 scene but and (gasps) then what i we have got to do it offline because phil's gonna (laughs) i okay (laughs) he's gonna like turn the podcast on 1.5 speed right now somehow (laughs) is it about emily valentine no it's about donna and david Oh, okay. You know what I mean. I'm there with you. We took just as much time, but we said nothing. Let's do that uh, on a, another. Let's talk about it, but not talk about it more. Make yeah. it a, a sub Donna Martin graduates. Yeah. Okay. yeah, exactly. Um, so like, which is smart because then you know he uh, number five realizes that he wants he's going to take him back to Nova, and then he like quickly disassembles his car very quickly. Yeah, super. That was quickly. impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, and then Frank Frick flips out. Um, Frank flips out like a ferret in a freezer. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hold the ferret in a freezer. Oh my gosh. Um, ferret in a freezer. And then I have, I mean, my next note is kind of like, at this point, number five starts to do a lot of like John Wayne, like a lot of like his voice is changing, you know, he can do impressions. Like it's a different way. And I was reading that the guy, like they thought about doing like a animatronic, like robot voice for it. And they decided to get a real actor that would deliver the lines like at in real time that they felt like would actually make it easier to act with, which was so easy that 
it Ali Sheedy's love for him was convincing. <laughs> they had an off-screen romance as well. <laughs> it seems like they did. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did we did we finish talking about how awful Frank is? How he he after she sort of tackles him and it says like she's like number five, look out. And then she tackles the Frank and then Frank the Frank moves like he's going to strike her. Yeah. Like it's just he's the worst. Yeah, he's, he's the worst. Upsetting. Yeah. So upsetting. Ugh. The next thing I have is Steph and Newton are at a bar and they, they got food and drinks, but they never ordered them. <laughs> <laughs> they sat down and then the, the waiter comes over. And they're like, here's your beer and food. <laughs> it's it's a psychic restaurant you know probably they have these in oregon it's a thing (laughs) um and they like start falling a lot in love quick or so so steve gutenberg thinks anyway um right then and then there is introduced this like other subplot where like ali sheedy hates that steve gutenberg lies under any circumstance yeah and not like tell you lied again oh my gosh it's so insufferable um and then i guess what happens like the nova people are there and then my favorite like one of my hummers of this movie is that the guy what is his name the um, police academy guy gw bailey yeah Um, at the end of like you know they shoot at johnny they shoot at number five like he gets out of there and at the end is like this was a precision operation which is like your precision operation (laughs) was to march into a saloon and just shoot up like with pistols it's so wild and it's so much damage and it's so like there's also this whole other thing before that where number five is like playing baseball out in the woods and number one sees and then number one and number five have a whole thing with mud and number five puts up a bunch of goonies booby traps and yeah I didn't miss that part. Like, is that when they learn the three stooges? That's what he he rewires them to perform street three stooges. But yeah, these other one through fours are the worst. Yeah. uh, In that, like a little mud on their lenses and they're out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. They're really not resilient. They're like, I can't see. (laughs) And they're supposed to be like dropped behind enemy lines and be all tough. And but yeah, a little bit of mud. So then Stephanie and Steve Gutenberg go out to, and the robot go out to Palm Desert. I don't, I don't understand this part. How did they get there? What are they doing? And she's like, you two need to be alone and hash this out. Like you two need to talk, talk it out. You need to figure out he's a real boy. I know. Well, they yes. do some peyote, you know, really bond yeah. and <laughs> to some what is that called? Ashwagandha. No, oh, ayahuasca. Uh, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Tea. Yeah. I think, and this is after I believe Ben says, "quote I am sporting a tremendous Woody right now." No, that's a quote I heard. Like, I, yeah. it's hard to keep up with. So we're like <laughs> the three of us like have like have to like split up his quotes of like what did he say. Um, but I yeah. do like sort of the philosophical issues yeah. that he goes through of putting them through these tests and sort of he wants to be right that he's just a robot, but also wants to for him to be not more than a robot. So I was going to yeah. say that like it is like really delightful, the giddiness in Steve Gutenberg's face, like the yeah. scientist, like you said, the scientist part of him is like. I know he's just a program. I know he's a machine. I've got to, like, that's true. And then, like, I think his heart is like, oh, I want this thing to be alive. Like, it's pretty cool. 
Until Ali Sheedy serves Steve Gutenberg a mug of what looks like blood soup, and he pours it onto oh, a piece yeah. of paper to make Ketchup. like a you put is that anyway, it's blood in a cup from a ferret's bite <laughs> from and, the ritual, you know. Oh my god! And then the, the <laughs> then the robot is like, I see a butterfly, and he's like, Whoa. Oh my god! And then he tells him like an. Anti- uh. The worst joke, rabbi like joke it, in the oh world. Like I just, it's fine, but it's not great. Yeah, totally. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, he does say it's not good, but it's yes. about Jewish people being cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. terrible. I mean, it's a terrible joke. It's not like it's not a funny punchline. Yeah. And Steve Gutenberg. Oh, it's funny. I didn't actually clock that it was the it's the rabbi that says that at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't really clock joke. that. That's kind of terrible. That's the joke. <laughs> Sorry. I just like in my head, I registered it as like there's it's a rule of threes and the third person says, but and I then, forgot no. that that's the joke. Yeah. That and then he's grateful and happy that number five laughs at that because he gets like anti-Jewish humor. <laughs> oh, you're a racist. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're a racist like all of us. Drink some more blood soup. <laughs> man. So Nova shows up uh, to get number five and they bring a million guns and weapons. And it's so like smoky. Like it's what so is, intense. I don't know. There's just like people running back and forth. There's like, a Huey. This what are can't, they doing? Yeah, Huey. Oh my God. That, that like running gag of like, what do we call helicopters? Um, but like what, um, this can't be filmed in Astoria, no, right? It doesn't look like so it. So it's probably filmed in LA outside of LA yeah somewhere. probably probably yeah sorry um I don't know somebody's like yelling at somebody from the car outside I kind of I kind of want to go see but we're gonna finish the cop podcast okay. I'll mute myself <laughs> <laughs> everything's okay Katie it's it's fine but it's interesting we're but gonna yeah. go on a little Baltimore detour <laughs> I know I know this is a Baltimore story happening in the background there yeah. let us know if all everything's okay Katie I think it's fine but I'm curious yeah so they blow up they blow up number five and ali sheedy for literally freaks out she loses her shit because she's in love well they got married <laughs> in the deleted scene so <laughs> and she's pregnant so that is what i thought I thought at the end of this movie that she and Steve Gutenberg and number five were a throuple. And I thought she was going to say she was pregnant with his kid. I'll be honest. His, the robot's kid, not Steve. Gutenberg. I don't know who's the father. Right. I don't know who the father is. <laughs> it has a mullet and robot arms. So. Right. Who could it be now? I don't know. Um, but it turned out number five wasn't hit. It must've been a different robot. Is he that what built, he, yeah, he built one. Oh, right. He out of built spare a robot parts, that looks like a decoy him. one. Yeah, he's very good. And uh, he—that's the end. They're just all together. They're—they're they're saying they're going to drive off to Wyoming or something. And Montana. she's Hannah. Yeah, Montana. And she's he's like, "What like, about my animals?" And yeah. and then they drive away anyway. <laughs> yeah, they all die. <laughs> yeah, and then Steve Gutenberg is like, "What are we going to do?" And it's like, "Oh, I don't know. My dad left me a few acres." in montana to which i have written fuck off and then he's like 40 <laughs> acres and I'm like what like this is like the most privileged plan b on the in the world like yeah like either you could be a brilliant computer scientist that works for nova 
or you could just like live on a ranch in Montana rent free for the rest of your life. It's just like, ugh, whatever. What are the three of them going to do? Like they're giving up their whole existence to, to support this robot. He will, he will outlive all of them. Yeah, yeah that's true. I know and that he doesn't the really, human race. Yeah. It also is interesting too. Cause he doesn't really need them. Like I know like when he goes out of the sunroof and he like cuts the tree. So it falls in front of the van, you know? And I'm like, I think like number five gets it. Like, I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> Like, I think Ali Sheedy is the liability here. (laughs) He's building decoy robots and... Yeah, right. And he has the laser that he just keeps in reserve in case he needs to use it, so... And apparently a nuclear warhead that he hasn't even tried What about her business? And, like, she just... What food does she sell? Soup? Blood soup? Cup of blood? (laughs) Maybe it's blood soup. Cup of blood. Ferret blood. (laughs) You said cup of blood, and I love it. Cup of blood. When they poured that out, I was like, oh, oh." I know because right. Like when you're camping, like I expected it to be like lentil or like chili. Campbell's chicken. I just assumed it was coffee. I think it was supposed to be because he actually says the ingredients. I think it's supposed to be Campbell's tomato soup. That's right. That's right. But they did did a Campbell's. They did a Campbell's can showing earlier. And it's like soup is like it's always the right time or whatever. Right. It's like a commercial. This movie is like commercial slogans plus yeah. like racist impressions. The budget was zero because they just every <laughs> company in the world gave them money. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, that is Short Circuit. Woohoo. Any other questions for our question corner? I blew mine halfway through. Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, none. Summers and hummers. Um, let's let's start with the the hummers. We'll start on that high note. Oh, really, twist. We never do that. Wow. Well, we're, we're gonna, gonna do gonna it go today. Up the mountain we're and gonna... then slide down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All um, right. I've got a hummer. Um, I mean, I think my hummer overall is the character of Howard. Um, what's yeah. his name? Pr- Pendleton. Uh, it is the. Actor's name is Austin Pendleton. Austin and it's Pendleton. Howard Marner. Is He's so awesome. Like I just love the whole. Yeah, I love it. But um, uh, specifically, like at the end, towards the end of it, um, he says um, that Steve Gutenberg is like, "Do you want me to do that stat?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "What does that mean?" And Howard's just like, "I don't know, but do it." And I just think it's like so so funny like all of his lines like even when he's bluffing with the gun you know and like all of it just the character he's, of howard he's a stage actor and that a makes director. sense stage director i i love his he's voice great. he's great like, yeah i love him so yeah i think he's his so timing funny. is amazing uh, yeah yeah totally uh my hummer is going to be kittens um mm. i could not get enough of the fact that there were just kittens walking on the bookshelves in in Ali Sheedy's house like there's just kittens everywhere there was like one like about to walk into the stove they're just I'm like are they uh, all did not babies? end well it, no but like that's why they're I all babies out, I was imagining like the setups for these scenes where they're just like bring uh. in the kittens and then they like put them on the bookshelves and they're just like watching these kittens like walk on bookshelves like trying not to fall I just I it's it was joyfully distracting in this movie to see all those kittens everywhere although i would assume in a, like a certain level like having one animal is 
difficult and then you have like five is super yeah. difficult but then you throw in 40 and it's like it doesn't matter they're all right. just gonna be everywhere now it becomes easy again yeah um, it's like a sketch it's like an snl sketch and the, but yeah. like the ferrets and the skunks and the oh so many yeah. um my hummer is just gonna be the johnny five animatronics it just mm. it it really was amazing of just how well it was done uh, you never sort of saw the the strings, if you will. Oh. Even in the little like coin flick trip trick, which I think they did use strings to they did it practically. And I just love anytime they're they're doing stuff practically. And I, I think That's even so if they'd done this movie today, um, they could have kept those special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Sure couldn't have kept the brown face though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. That later. Nope. Just totally. gotta keep on saying that. Um, all right, bummers. I mean, there's a lot, but um, I think I'm gonna go with Frank. Oh shit, he's mm-hmm. a, I'm that, to find a different bummer. <laughs> go on. <laughs> it's just an unnecessary scene. I'll be. I don't think it was needed. It it's it scared me for Ali Sheedy that she has people in her life that are come just show up at your house with a revolver. Don't no what is that a shotgun don't are not wielding it properly are threatening mm-hmm. like he was terrifying it was like yeah. A, yeah. an abusive it partner awful. it was awful i'm just it really bummed me out actually i'm gonna double down on frank but it's only because you talked about the one scene but you don't talk about the scene that he's introduced to us yeah where he is trying to steal her dog to take to a lab Oh. Um, and then the woman that she lives with, which is so sure, whoever that woman is that kind of like maybe has like a Russian accent. What? Um, I, in the beginning, Wait, she's, <laughs> well, there's a woman, there's a woman there that I, sorry, she doesn't live with her, but she's on her property. I don't know if it's a landlord. I don't know if it's whoever, a neighbor who says something like, oh, oh. I thought he was going to be a good guy. And like, I thought he was a keeper. And then he reveals himself to be any a jerk. Wow, I do it's remember in the beginning, that, but like I can't. Yeah, it's in the beginning when we're introduced to him, and I think that's when I like circled Frank Bummer because I'm like, this guy you thought was gonna work out for her, like it is. What's such a bummer to me is um, more than just like my actual emotion in watching him is like I know that in 1986 this wasn't even supposed to be that bad, right? Like exactly, this, this was supposed to be a bad date, not exactly. a traumatic abusive asshole and so exactly exactly yeah, yeah. um i kind of like no i'm just kidding um <laughs> my my bummer is i mean let's see it's really the the brown face of it all i you know i sort of like yeah fisher stevens i think i'm like yeah i don't know i i remember liking these jokes back in the day and that's almost what bums me out too is just not knowing how awful this was because it just hits you in the face of just this is wrong um which is great that we can all see that now um but it just like this was completely thought of as a great thing you know not even like even if they'd had just a indian person in this role it still would have been not holding up but it's just even worse to have you know just some chicago right and i think in like i think his interview in two sorry phil i didn't mean no 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 please 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 um well i think his interview in 2009 was like saying how 
he had and i mean i want to take a little bit of like right like this role was written for him and then it changed on him and so i don't know how much i don't know but like he was saying in in the 2009 interview he was like i just had a really great i went to india i learned hindi i got into yoga like he really he like really oh okay yeah so he really tried to like method it he's like i was kind of like a method actor back then so i had kind of like an amazing time because i lived with an indian family and we became friends so like it is interesting just how oblivious it seems like they were Mm -hmm. to how inappropriate and offensive and just like Mm -hmm. terrible this was like i think they thought it this this is just this like fun journey into another culture and like what a impressive acting feat right and so it's just yeah what a what an interesting thing to not realize that and i almost want to like watch the sequel just because it revolves around him even more i wonder if they Mm -hmm. made i mean you still got the problematic thing of him playing it but i wonder if they made that character a better character it changed in, his last name and I don't know why, but it's less, it's like Javari or something. Like they change it to something maybe that's not so like that's so weird. Jab it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. but anyways, yeah, it's there's a lot of other things, uh, but I'll just stick with that one just because it it seems so glaring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um dum dums. Dumbers. I have one. Um I think it's dumb how much of this movie takes place in a car. (laughs) Like there's so much of this movie that's them. Like, like remember that time that they were in a car, like the one of the seven times, like you can't even describe this movie without being like the first time they were driving or the second time or the third time they were in this van. So much of it is just them driving around Oregon in the van or in her, in the Nova van or in like her truck. And it's just like, ugh, get me out of this truck. (laughs) Like I do not want to be on a road trip. Yeah. They escape and everyone's in a car, but like Johnny five will escape and then he'll get caught and thrown in a car. Yes. And then he'll escape to another car. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) You even have like the old farmers and they're in their car. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that too. I think for me, there's a lot of things, but I think just the writing for Ali or the casting of Ali Sheedy is done. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I just think, I I bet the character still is not great, even if it wasn't Ali Sheedy, but she is just not, I just think, is she a damsel in distress? Who is saving her? Why are they saving her? Is she supposed to be saving him? It doesn't make any sense. So I think it's pretty dumb. Yeah. I feel like Ali Sheedy is so much cooler than the person she's yeah. like Yeah, for sure. But this character could have been just like cool mm-hmm. character who wasn't dumb and wasn't sort of the damsel yeah. in distress and like, it would have been a better movie. Right, like Janine Garofalo or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or let Ali Sheedy play a little tougher of a character. Right, totally. That's a good point. Uh my dumber is gonna be the fact, and this goes for all of the robots, but their powers are very inconsistent. I mean, but especially for Johnny five, he can block bullets with (laughs) sort of a a disc break, but yet when Frank swings like a bar at him, he completely gets knocked off Right. or like a dog pushes him through a railing and it's just always all over the place. So, I mean, he has skills. He can take out a basically a whole army, but for some reason, if, if he needs to be sort of knocked out by, I don't know, a butterfly or a crowbar, it'll happen. Yeah. No. Oh, our outfits. 
tonight our outfits kitty i'll talk about your outfit okay yeah your um i really appreciate your um ode to ode to hat which features mm-hmm. a triptych of free willy's face uh chunk's face and johnny five's face i think it's just a nice homage to the the city that gave us so much and then i appreciate your tank top which says who's johnny (laughs) (laughs) and Um, like here's johnny um but it's got it's it's an interesting hybrid between johnny five and uh what's his name you know no not johnny carson steve gutenberg no, the one who's in that oh, movie. Oh, J- Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yes, yes. That's who he is. Yeah. I should really. have been able to guess faster. It's kind of like a magic eye shirt yeah. of a sort. You've yeah. done angle, it looks like Johnny Five. One angle, it looks like. It's yeah. a sailboat. That's why mm-hmm. I Pretty bought good. it. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, Phil, I can talk about uh, your your outfit. Um Shit which is just a it's like a a headband with a ton like a ton of tiny little like um kittens and needy dogs and Mm -hmm. other little animals that's around it which i really like that you're you're pulling it off um and then a t-shirt that has um a crazed ferret on it with just zonked out like judge doom eyes um (laughs) That is, um, uh, that is just cradling a, a steaming cup, and it just says, mm good cup of blood." <laughs> and I love there, it. There is a scene when Johnny Five's eyes go red. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and I got to tell you, I was a little confused because sometimes I. I couldn't tell if it was him or one of the other robots sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I was reading that they had different robots uh, for different emotions. Like this, the head was different and the eyebrows were like, Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Bridget, um, I must commend you on your t-shirt game. Uh, I bet you got that at one of the boardwalks in our great fair country. Cause it's one of those shirts that have like the body of another person and yeah. this is uh the body of scroder um yeah <laughs> the, uh, the general and he's uh he's wearing a whistle yeah and um on the back of the shirt it says stop that whistling stat <laughs> um because yes. he just whistles so goddamn I much love uh, so much whistling thank so you and, and then to sort of gussy up the outfit you've got you've got like fake eyelashes on, but instead of being actual eyelashes, they are Johnny number five sort of visors that go out and you're, you're holding a pencil with it and taking yeah, notes. That's I've been Impressive. taking yeah. Thank you. I spent a lot of time in the makeup chair before this podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Philip, this is your pick. So I think you should uh, dive in first. Okay. Plus, I'm desperate to know if your new rating system is intact or if you're still thinking about it. I mean, I think the key feature <laughs> of my new rating system is that it's a wild, <laughs> woolly world um, that you're never sure what you're going to get. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say that this movie is for real, um, which I know is is crazy. 
but uh, because my new rating says you have to hear me out. All right, uh, yeah, I'm interested in hearing it, you out. It has enough interesting stuff in it to make it sort of an, an interesting watch, whether it's the animatronics and stuff like that. It has a decent amount of jokes and then it has a shit ton of problematic stuff, which I think makes it sort of a, like if you were going to do a course on Mm. movies that have problematic things you would show this movie um because i don't think it was mean-spirited or anything like that but it just misstepped and didn't age well in certain things but i think it's it's an interesting look at those those things because like i said because it it's not i think coming from a mean spot it's not an instant no um for me and also, I'm banking on the fact that both of y'all will say it's not for real. So. <laughs> I could go next. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with this movie is not for real. And I said mm-hmm. it last night or whenever we watched it. And I was said it Im- immediately. And it's funny because I normally don't do that. But I felt very strongly about it then. And yeah. I still do. Um, for many of the things that we just, we already talked about that it is problematic. I'm so disappointed in like the female representation in this movie. It is laden with violence for no reason whatsoever. Just so many guns, so much shooting it's glorified. Um, and I, you know, I, I get, I, I do appreciate the, the aspirational hopes of the robot future of the world we live in. But I just was, I was disappointed. I thought like, this was a movie that a lot of people liked as kids, but I don't know that in 2021, I'm going to say, yeah, go watch this. It's for real. I think it has enough to it. So yeah. Sorry, Johnny. You're not getting my uh, for real rating this week. Yeah. I I do feel like it's probably important to like note that is it for real is not, does it hold up it's like different right which is yeah. exemplified by phil's like we uh, tried to have a does it hold up podcast. well i know i know and then we have to pivot <laughs> so it's a many. different it's a different question um but i have to say that like it just it it probably lost me at brown face like i just couldn't I just like couldn't Ooh, just the third <laughs> scene. So yeah. Well, kind of like, I was just like, ah. and it's, yeah, it's, it is an, I know what you're talking about. It is an interesting like study and like, Whoa, like how you can do that. Um, I, I, I want to say too, what I, what I liked about this movie and what I was surprised by was like, um, like I was talking about in the beginning, there is a subversion of this, um, this trope of like the big te- like we saw it in inner space and like a lot of other movies where like the big tech or big big corporation where the bad guys are bad and then there's one lone ranger that works for them that's good and that's not quite what's happening here because howard is a little bit of both and then even like the bad guy is not so bad like it's not like yeah. they're ever trying to kill each other which is what this movie would naturally evolve into is like the general would try to like assassinate ben and steve gutenberg so i enjoyed that it's like they are ultimately the whole movie they're working as a team they do i suppose you're right but they are like collaborating as a team like they kind of have the same goal like except that you know it's evolving so i found that refreshing that it wasn't so like all of a sudden somebody is an absolute sociopath and somebody else is an absolute hero and i always find like steve gutenberg's smile charming um he's very charming 
but I guess for the reasons that Bridget said, and, um, and probably because I just like, don't have as much nostalgia attached to it. I found myself kind of bored during a lot of it. I was like, Whoa, like, come on. And it's such a short movie, but I started, I paused it and I'm like, how much do we have left? Which is so interesting. And there's parts of it that I thought was really funny and I liked, but again, like, yeah, I got, I got to go with a, a nut for real. Um, but I, I appreciate the the different ways that we're taking Is It For Real. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. You guys ready for our song this week? Can't wait. Yeah. Probably know what it is already. Question for both of you. Yeah. Have you seen this mu- this music video? I oh, don't okay. believe Katie, so. you. No, no, no. No, I've not. Okay, Katie, what environment do you think this music video takes place in? Car. What setting? I know, car in the back of a van. Um, based, I would, based on the movie. Or- <laughs> I would think, I mean, like, I would think it takes place in like a, a smoky, but like um dry iced, like uh, 80s bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it takes place in a courtroom. <laughs> um, and Ali Sheedy and DeBarge, El DeBarge are. Uh, Who's El DeBarge? Like, the singer of this song. Oh, okay. Are like on trial or something. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of angry jurors and evidence and um, it's very confusing. I don't, I don't understand at what point at the end, firefighters come in and spray a hose it's it's very confusing oh. on debarge or on the robot you have to watch or the video. okay is there a robot in it there is some mention of robot in it but it has mention, nothing to not. do you just you see like the, it's a song going on and ali sheedy whispers to somebody and the subtitles say robot this movie's about a robot. i would suggest watching this video and then trying to understand how it relates to this movie i will but also then watch elder barge to the rhythm of the night which is yeah. a great music video and a great song done well thanks philip for taking us on this robotic adventure they're gonna take over one day <laughs> they are <laughs> they totally. already are <laughs> and i'm gonna be spared because i said this movie was for real <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason. Oh my reason. god, you definitely Damn. know something we don't know. That's so true. Oh man. What is it? The the singularity? Isn't that yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. What's that from? It's just the fact that they're gonna take over that yes. AI is gonna get so smart and they're gonna murder us all. Is that so. from like the Matrix or something? No, I think it's from real life. Oh, it's like real life shit. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, <laughs> till next time. <laughs> See ya. Toodaloo. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha